get you going a little bit this monday afternoon hope everybody had a great weekend and if you're on the job hey at least you have one right all right welcome to the show this is let's talk on blog talk radio i'm your host mr talking the house 
That's right. We feeling good. Been listening to music all morning, thinking of what we're going to talk about today. And the music was good. But as far as any specific topic we're talking about today, I have no clue. But we're going to get it on anyway. We're going to talk about something that's for dang on sure. But before we go any further, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show. Because without you, it'd just be me talking. <laughs> and I just know some of y'all get tired of hearing me jabber, jabber, jabber. But hey, sometimes I have to jabber, jabber, jabber. But anyway, anyway, that's why the call the show is called Let's Talk. But anyway, let me tell you how to be a part of the show. The easiest way, just give me a call. 347-838-8622. You can email me. Don't forget our chat room is open at www.blog.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And if you have other methods of communicating with me throughout the show, feel free to use that as well because your opinion matters. Your facts matter. That's why I'm here. Besides my own little personal reasons, but there's that word personal. But, yeah, we all here together. So let's sit back, enjoy the show, and and have some great conversation. We're going to laugh a little bit. We probably joke a little bit, but we're going to bring the serious side also. That's that's what a conversation is all about. I don't know if this may be the one for you because you may get cracked on. You just might. And for all you Karens out there, stay away from my show. For all you kids out there, stay away from my show because there will be no mercy. That's right. I'm in a no mercy type mood today. So just letting you know. <laughs> oh, just letting you know. I know my official, unofficial co-host, hopefully he'll show up. Uh, yeah, he got to go and tend to his goats first, so he'll probably be here a little later. But other than that, hey, we ready to rock and roll. Hopefully P. Ross will drop by. Yeah, that's a busy young lady. And, uh, Hey, the rest of you, man, the rest of the crew, come on by. Let's have a conversation, okay? All right, so first thing that's on my mind today, you know, I had a conversation last Thursday. Yeah, no, last Wednesday. Yeah, it was the last Wednesday I had a conversation with um one of my bowling associates, and we got to talking about this new infrastructure deal that – um was passed last week and you know they were like well i don't like the i don't like what how did he put it um president Biden just messing everything up messing everything up so you know me being me you know i'm, I'm sitting there cool calm and collective i go uh so what has he messed up and the response was everything <laughs> That was the response. Everything. So as he went on discussing what he considered to be everything, which was really nothing specific, I had to hit him. I had to hit him like I, you know, we hit each other here on the show. What the world is everything? Give me something specific. What is everything? So, of course, they went to naming off some things about closing the pipelines. And so I explained to him what that situation is all about. Uh, then he started talking about forestry. Now, if anybody else has heard of this, please let me know, because I have been trying to find it for the last week, and I haven't found anything 
in that area. Now, number one, he said, did you read? Did you read the, 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 the did you read it? Did you read it? The Build Better, Build Better Act. That's what it's called, right? The Build Back Better Act. Yeah. The Build Back Better Act. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot of bees, man. But anyway, so he went to talking. Then he said, did you read it? Did you read it? And I'll admit it. No, I didn't read any of it. Uh, you know, it's 2,000 pages plus. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I love to read. I love to research. But I'm not going to sit here and read 2,000 pages of Congress um, 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 nonsense when Congress don't read the things, the things themselves before they vote on it. Okay? So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to read no 2,000 pages of that nonsense that goes thus and because and remove this because of this. Da, 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 da. It's a lot of mumbo jumbo really is what it is. It, it, I mean, be honest with you. Besides the, the major things, the rest of it is just a bunch of resend and, and thus fours. And, yeah, that's, that's just too much. It's enough to drive you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs if you're not already are. And I am. I'm certified. So... <laughs> But anyway, getting on to what I was talking about, then this this individual said, well, if you read down all the way down to page two, uh, section two, it mentions they got, what, uh, $500,000 toward finding out if a tree is gay. Y'all hear that silence? Because that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I just got quiet. Yeah, I, I had to get quiet because research on whether a tree is gay or not. What kind of nonsense is that, people? Who, uh, really? 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 Now, I know see they got something in there called a plant act. You know, I tried to read a little bit of that, but that confused the heck out of me. But whether a tree research on whether trees are gay, homosexual. Now, for those of us that operate on logic and common sense and, you know, don't do it to Tom Foolery. Why would anybody want to find out if a tree is gay? I, I mean, come on now. Let's let's put some logic on it, okay? Who really cares if a tree is gay? Number one, <laughs> number two, that's about the most craziest thing. And then the conversation went on to um, the January six riots, okay? January six riots, and then we talked a little about the Rittenhouse trial, okay? So let's get to the the riots now. Then they said, well, you know, there was an FBI agent out there in the, with the, 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 the um, January 6th riders, and he was egging everybody, egging everyone on, egging everybody wrong on, and he didn't get arrested. They haven't even mentioned him. Once again, I sat there. I said, well, that's a possibility. It is. However, you do understand if you really went back and read some of the reports that there were FBI moles in the crowd and they were there to actually report on the proud boys and seeing and to see if there was any pre-planned execution of orders, anything like that about storming the Capitol. 
Now, of course, if you got FBI mode, you have an FBI handler somewhere. Okay. Now, once again, I have yet to find out where it said or see where an FBI person was, you know, egging everybody on. Now, is that impossible? No. It's possible? Yes. But at this point, there is no evidence to substantiate that. And y'all know me. I like to look at every side there is. So I'm telling you, is it a possibility? Yeah, but yeah, no, no, no. Um, it's crazy because it's just, just some of the things that are, are said out there when people get to talking about everything, everything. And then when they go to everything, it's like, well, let me regurgitate what I heard off of uh, CNN, Fox News, Tucker Carlson, all the other crazies out there. Even some of the, and believe y'all me, I have dang near every kind of news feed come to me on a daily, five or six times a day, okay? From conservatives, um, newspapers, news articles, news magazines, uh, leaning left ones, the ones in the middle, just Tom Ford. I have it all. But some of the things people are saying are happening or going on, I just haven't seen it. And trust me, if it happened, the conservative papers and news media are going to try and jump on it. Even if they just tell a half truth. So once again, everything. He's doing everything wrong. Okay. Now, let me give you some more common sense here. There's no president, not one, in the history of this country that has done everything correctly. Okay? I don't care what their name is. There's not a president that has been in in charge of this country that has done everything right. It's just impossible. It's not going to happen. But the logic then becomes, how much did they do that helped? the citizens of this country, how much do they do that hurt the citizens of this country? And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a big rah, 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 yeah, USA, USA type of guy. I'm just not that person. If that's what you're looking for, I'm not it. And, yes, I did serve in the military. That would help open my eyes a whole lot to the bull crap that, you know, <laughs> that goes on. That is more propaganda than anything else. But that's for another day, maybe. But anyway, back to what I'm talking about. So then we moved on to the Rittenhouse trial. And, of course, I'm not watching that either. I'm not. After the George Floyd trial, I'm done watching trials on television. I am. Okay. So now they went on to, well, you know, he shouldn't be convicted because he was defending himself and this guy hit him in the head with a skateboard and so forth and so on. And yeah, okay, all right. I can see that's grounds for, for um 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 self defense. I can. I also can see I have to ask a question because Rittenhouse himself testifies that he was over there to protect property. Now, here's the question. 
that I have. If you live in a different state, you came across state lines to be a part of this defense of property, what property in that city, in that area, did you own that you felt you need to come protect? <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, this morning when I was reading some things, I came across this, and it was, man, this was hilarious. Um, it's a picture of um, written, Kyle Rittenhouse's mom by this guy named Denisha Souza. He said, this is Rittenhouse's mom. His real crimes are he's white, he's lower middle class, he killed a couple of Antifa criminal perverts, the darlings of the progressive left. Imagine how the media would cheer under the same circumstances if he were black and killed a couple of proud boys. Okay. Now, when I first read that, I'm like, okay. Yeah, uh, I kind of can see where you're going with this. But then it hit me. Number one, and the biggest thing is, if law enforcement saw a 17-year-old black man walking toward them with an AR-15, he wouldn't have made it far enough to shoot anybody. Let's be honest. Those are facts. Okay, what they left out is he killed, he shot three white individuals. Yeah, ages 36, 26, and 28. They all were white. So in this instance, we have a white young man on trial. You know what? I ain't going to be cute with it. We got a white boy on trial right now for killing one white man and wounding two others, right? All right. Yes, I am. I'm right. So what we basically have is white on white crime. Now, the media, they'll punch up black on black crime in a heartbeat. But in this instance, it was white on white crime. So let's just wait and see what the verdict is. They're supposed to be doing closing arguments today. The judge removed one misdemeanor charge because the weapon wasn't sawed off. So they dropped that misdemeanor charge. So hearing that this afternoon, sometimes it's going to go to the jury and, uh, just have to wait and see. Many experts feel that the prosecution really didn't help their case any, not even when they put their own witnesses on the stand. But my point is this, okay? My point is this. Stop comparing, uh, Eric, stop comparing situations to others. Because in this instance, it's not. It's white on white crime. That's what it is, white on white crime. He killed three. He shot. He killed one white man, white boy, and killed and shot two others. White on white crime. All right. So stop saying if the if this was turned around the media. No, the black kid would have never made it far enough to shoot anyone because we know history has told us that the, the officers, law enforcement, many times would shoot first and ask the questions later. If it's a person of color and I'm not trying to be racist. I'm not trying to start any controversy. I'm just telling you what's fact, what has been recorded. Okay. I'm done. But what I'm saying is when you start saying somebody messed up and you go everything, no, you need to be more specific. Have facts, have something where somebody can go and look it up. You know, don't just say everything. 
because no one does everything completely wrong, even though we may think so, and no one does everything completely right. Political arena, come on. Come on. Okay? Come on, 111. I see you. I'm coming. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm done for right now. As I say, we're going to have some fun today. We're going to get serious. We're going to laugh. We're going to joke. But we're going to have some conversations, okay? All right, so let me bring this person in because they they willing and ready for me. Triple One, welcome to the show. You got Mr. Talk here. What you got for me? Hello. Are you there? Hello. Okay, there he is, my official, unofficial co-host. That's Joe, y'all. <laughs> he, got, he finished with his sheep, so he good now. <laughs> yeah. I got sheep for prophylactics, and I got sheep for... Um, a good old company. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I, I can't. <laughs> I'm not even going there with you today, Joe. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's get to it, man, because my switchboard has lit up all of a sudden. So I must well, have I gotta, something somebody want to talk about. So yeah. come on, Joe. I got to give it to you because <clears throat> I didn't know. Excuse me. <clears throat> I didn't know it was your show when I wanted to call in. I saw um, Jackson's picture from Django. I didn't know if it was him until it hit me. And because the title of your show is, I don't know everything about it. I don't know all about everything, something like that. And I'm saying, Mm -hmm. this is the first guy on Blog Talk Radio who, who admits that he may not know everything. Because when you talk to a liberal or a conservative, they're always got the firm opinion that their belief is the only and solely right belief. So I wanted to call in. I didn't even – and usually you used to have a um, an icon, a picture, that would make me recognize your show. This mm-hmm. icon picture you've got now looks like it belongs to one of the Islam shows. But I was going to call in anyway. Okay. So, well, thank you. I don't know what you're looking at, but okay, I have to go and look at <laughs> Yeah, well, it, it's red and black, and the Islam shows, they have red and black flags and red and black emblems. Oh, okay, red, green, and black. But I got you. Yeah. Go ahead. So um, I, I, when I took a look at um, a further look at the show, and I saw Mr. Talk, I said, oh, it's Eric. Nah, I said, I really got to call in. <laughs> so I got to give it to you. Nobody's going to admit they don't know everything. So that's a very good start to to begin with. Well, thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. Even though you shouldn't have to read that to know I admit I don't know everything. But anyway, as long as I've been coming no, to the show you're... since I started. No, but you're always <laughs> fair minded. That's what the yeah. meaning of the um you know, of the um of the message was, of the uh, name of the show. So right. that people would know, even though you didn't say it explicitly, is that I don't know everything, therefore I'm willing to learn. And people aren't willing to learn. They they have their own opinion. It'll take <laughs> it'll take the sh- the bombing of mountains in a thousand years to convince most people that what they've already uh, be, uh what they've what they already believe now isn't the truth. So that's why mm. I say I got to give it to you. And any topic that you want to talk about, I'll be ready to join in. I know you will. <laughs> that would make you such a great unofficial official co-host. <laughs> oh, thanks, 
Yeah, you know, you know of course, P. Ross is the official co-host, but, you yeah, know, know. you're you standing well for her. She's doing wonderful. She's doing wonderful. Good. Hopefully she'll pop in in a little while. But let's get on. Let's get on with it, Joe. We got a couple of people want to get in here so we, we can listen and learn and give a little knowledge ourselves. Well, right? Anybody else so. you want to bring on in, you know, um, that's cool by me. I just wanted okay. to say, you know, I like the fact that your title of the show is I Don't Know Everything. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Joe. All right, let's go with, uh, let's go here. Erico 314. Erico 314, you on there? Talk to me. You got Mr. Talk. What do you say, Eric? I knew it was you. Nothing, man. What's going on? <laughs> hey, Joe, what's going number. on? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you changed my number. Yeah, you bought me a new phone. Oh, okay. So your number changed then. One of them new Samsung 21s. It's nice. Except I don't know how to use the damn thing. Okay. Well, I mean, if you you just wanted a new phone, you want a new phone. I I always wait till mine just don't work anymore. It saves me a lot of money that way. My old one was a 2010. Oh, okay. okay. So you all right then. I'll give you a pass on that. I'll give you a pass on that. I guess that's old enough. Yeah, that's old enough. No, the guy that talked about Joe Biden suffers some of the same problem a lot of people do. They don't know the details of the generalization that they talk about. There's a lot of things that that man has done that's really deplorable. From the border... To Afghanistan, to the removing of taxes, a terrorist on major industries like steel and lumber. And then, of course, what he's doing with the industry of oil, removing, uh, doing away with those pipelines. <clears throat> right now, the United States imported about 200 and 18 billion in all. Four years from now, it would go up to about 780 billion, creeping at 800 billion to a trillion. So that there is deplorable because you're putting people out of work that has very, very high paying jobs. And also, it's doing damage to certain states like Pennsylvania, who stands to lose. $50 billion over the next 10 years if those policies stay in place. Now, as far as the infrastructure bill, there's a lot in that I like. Of course, the building of highways and bridges, my industry, mm-hmm. and also providing Internet service or helping to provide Internet infrastructure for rural areas because there's a lot of rural areas that all they have it's satellite, which is not the best thing. I think the okay. Internet service in, this, in the country should be at least as great as you have it in South Korea, where it's one gigabyte, which uh-huh. is the standard. Okay. Now, I could talk on Carl Rittenhouse, my hero. But oh, I'll he's your you hero? Respond to that. Oh, he's yes, sir. Anybody that you, anyone that uses self-defense, like that black woman in in Florida 
that was pumping gas and some fool came up and tried to mess with her. Robin, she went in her, raised the hatch on her SUV, pulled out a shotgun, a rifle, and shot the hell out of her. That's self-defense. That's great. You okay. were born with it. Right? Okay. I, I'm not arguing with that. I'm not arguing with that point. My point with the Rittenhouse thing is, and I, I asked this question at the beginning of the show, I'm going to ask it again. He came across state lines, and he said to protect property. My question is, what property was he protecting that he owned in that city? Oh, I can answer that. Old? What? I can answer that. What was that? What well, is see, it? one of his mentors, his mentors owned three car lots. It was two owners. They had three car lots. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> the night before, they totally destroyed about 30 cars on the one lot. And this man has his life savings in this business. Carl came there to help remove graffiti and other duplicable things that were spray painted on the walls and also help to protect. <clears throat> that was the guy that taught him how to shoot, by the way. Okay. That was the guy that right. bought the gun for, by the way. Okay. And you know, mm-hmm. here's the thing people talk about you can't use deadly force to protect property. Well, that's not what I say. That's no, not what I'm I say. I'm saying what people say. What did the you Koreans think? do in the Los Angeles L.A. riots? Weren't they using weapons to protect their properties? In Ferguson, oh, I, in Ferguson, they've done the same thing. Okay, Pianki. I mean, you know, you don't get an argument out of me on that. I agree I'm with you. Your property, your property, yeah, you should be able to protect it. I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you are stayed over, whether this is your mentor or not. Come on, you're 17. Why are you? Well, he works okay, in that you, state too. He, he works huh? in that state. He works in Kenosha oh. too as a life store. Okay. Okay, so that that gives him even that okay that gives him a he right to do taxes. that. Then. He pay he works there and pays taxes in Kenosha. Okay, all right. I'm not a, uh, okay, but here's a question I'm gonna ask you too. Why why isn't hasn't it been classified as white on white crime? Because that's basically what it is, right? What do you mean white on white crime? It ain't white. He killed. He, he, he killed. It's criminal. Three acts. people he shot were white. He's white, so that's white on white <laughs> crime, right? Well, you know, the first person that tried to do a flying <laughs> leap on his head with a twenty-two shoe was a black man, right? But he shot three white men. Wait a minute. So that's white on yeah, white but, crime, right? Yeah, yeah, but that black yeah, man but was what? No crime yeah, on but. too. That's white on white crime. He shot and three actually, white it men. Wasn't, he, well, he was in the self-defense. <laughs> self-defense is not a crime. Oh, okay. Ah, once again, we back at self self defense. Okay, self defense is what it is. It's it, what it is. It's an inalienable <laughs> right that everyone oh. is born with. It oh, even occurs that's, in nature. That, that's that's part of that's part of that that liberty thing that we're the, supposed to have. It occurs in, country, in the right? animal world. Yeah, it okay. occurs in the animal world. Okay. All right. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question real quick. Hurry up. I got somebody else I want to bring in. I know. Go ahead. Why do blacks be so ambiguous toward other blacks that don't think like them? They always end up in an argument. I don't know. Go ahead and get that other call. Why is that? Why is that? I don't know. 
Oh, okay. I I thought you had an answer to that. <laughs> no, that's why I asked the question. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just was wondering why, um, you know, it wasn't classified as a white and white crime, you know, because there's a bunch of white folk involved. But anyway, well, that was up to the that was up to the prosecutor. Okay, well, I think you know what? No, but uh, the guy my... that was chasing the guy that was chasing uh, Kyle Rosenblum called mm-hmm. him a nigger. Get the nigger. Uh huh. Okay, I'm gonna let you slide with that this time. Now you know I don't like that word on this show. I don't All right, do well, that. let me say he was using the N word as he was okay. chasing the man. All yes, right, sir. Get it right. Okay. And if there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, everybody can be one. That's why so I look what Rosenblum was getting ready to do because he he posted he he posted that if I catch you alone, I'm gonna kill you. To who? And using the N word, that means that that's a hate crime that he was attempting to do to Mr. Rosenblum. Yeah, but he didn't fire a weapon at him. But anyway, all right, all right, PK. I got some other stuff I want to get to. But he said he wished he had it. Well, go ahead. He wished he had it. Okay. All right. I wish we had better politicians. Does that make me guilty of a crime? Because the ones we got right now suck. Nowadays it does. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what, though? Here's here's something that came out in the trial. And another big question I have. Why did the FBI have a drone there recording? Can anybody answer that one? They have. I tell you one thing. They have them at all them rides, and even though you got a mask on, they still know who you are. The question is why though? Why? They're using technology. Ah, you okay. know that. Okay. They I'm, testing I'm technology. Just trying to figure out to see who's involved, huh? Hmm. All right. But the reason is, the question should huh? be. Is why come the FBI didn't come forth with the video footage that they had showing the position that Mr. Redenhouse was taking with those other that tried to do him harm? Because it had to be edited to take out the sensitive, classified, um, confidential information that it may have displayed. You like that? Take you over, like that? Take over, <laughs> take over a year, over a year to do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'd be glad when they release the Martin Luther King tapes too. It don't take what forty some odd years for them to edit that. Go ahead. Yeah, well, they 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 release what they want to release. We know that. You know that's why they tried to threaten him with his affair. <laughs> you know, listen to him. You know, get it on with somebody other than his wife. Yeah, well, we see how that went on. But anyway, let me bring this other call. <laughs> oh, yes. Archer One, welcome to the show. You got Mr. Talk here. What you got for me? Can you say come for daddy, you little slut? It's going to turn me on so much. Okay, watch this. Go away, little boy. Bye. <laughs> can you imagine people waiting that long just so they can say something that stupid? I know, right? Wow. <laughs> Maybe wish I hadn't still had my shotgun sound effect <laughs> up here. <laughs> you know, what, I mean, is that idiot? Really? Really? But you know what? I thank him for calling in because he goes on my stats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah we, we're good like with that. Huh? 
Huh? It's idiots like that that make the world go around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go around, all right. Round and round the dang on toilet going down the drain. But anyway. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Lord have mercy. You know what, Joe? That's crazy, ain't it? You, you, you right. Wait that long. Yeah. yeah. He been waiting about 40 some minutes just to say that. Just to say something. So why are you still people? talking about him? You're giving him recognition. No, I mean, I don't know who he is. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I guess he's back for another try. But we won't even get there this time. Anyway, so moving right along. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so that's all I basically got. You know, I like I said, I don't know everything. So um, inform me of what's going on out there, y'all. Come on, Joe, what's going on? I know you done picked up on something you want to talk about. We know what uh-uh. PN can talk about the politicians all day long. Well, that's good. Uh, the vaccines are the number one problem in America. Well, outside of the politicians. But You know what? Uh, Go ahead, Joe. I'll tell you my thoughts on that. It is a guy named Dr. Richard Fleming who a lot of people, I, well, let's say the liberals I talk to, they don't believe the vaccines are dangerous. But the guy did an experiment. He took out a Petri dish. He put some blood in the Petri dish. And he managed to get some vials of the type that Americans get uh, get vaccinated with when they go to a store. Um, and the pharmacist, actually, you know, you trust a pharmacist, somebody you don't know, to stick a jab in your arm. So he takes the vaccine, he puts it in the Petri dish, and within a minute, the blood cells die. They turn brown. Mm-hmm. So... People are going to come up with some kind of reason of saying that, well, that doesn't prove anything. That's a Petri dish. That's not the human body. So, excuse me. That's scientific proof of how the, this particular so-called medicine, this substance which people are taking inside their arms, inside their body, is doing damage. But if they don't want to listen, that's their problem. Okay. I respect that. I respect that. Now, you want to know what my thoughts are on that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Simple. The vaccine is available for everyone that wants to take it. They take it. For everyone that don't want to take it, don't take it. It's, it's just that simple. It's a part of that liberty and freedom thing. That old child's on both sides that want to antagonize the other side and make it seem like it's wrong. Look, it, it's your choice. It's your choice. Hey, Eric. Say, Eric, I agree with you. Well, thank you. It's common sense. I mean, I don't, you know what, the politicians and those big corporations, they're the ones who are making so much nonsense out of it. And, of course, you got those drones that walk around here to follow everything they're told. They're only going to see it one way or the other. But it's, it's a simple solution. It's available. You know where to go and get it if you want it. If you don't want it, continue on with your life. You know, if you contract it, fine, deal with it. If you, even if you're vaccinated, you contract it, fine, deal with it. But honestly, honestly, at this point, it's just hogwash. You know, as far as the guy putting that thing in the picture dish, you know, I see a lot of stuff like that, Joe. And there was one on there where it supposedly the, the syringe was empty and all this other crap. You know, I say, okay, all right. But you, what you're showing me is the end result. But how did you get to that point? You see what I'm saying? 
No. Did I see you lo- load this syringe? Was the syringe always loaded? Or did you put something in it, you know, about five, six, seven times so you got the results you wanted? Then, okay, I'm going I'm to do a Facebook post on this. Well, you, know, you, you right, have to look at everything. Yeah, you have to look at everything constructively. I mean, don't don't just take it for face value because a lot of times it's a bunch of hogwash. The thing is, once you see, once you keep doing that, you never get down to a definitive answer. You have to get down to means, motive, opportunity, probability, and um, on which side are you going to err? Are you going to err right. on the side of caution, or are you going to err on the side of the government? So yeah, I mean, the guy could be lying. He could have had um, uh, he could have had a fake setup. But when you have two whistleblowers from Pfizer, the former CEO of Pfizer, Nobel, two Nobel Prize winners saying that this vaccine is dangerous, I would rather go with them than some guy that I, uh, that I talk to who says, mm-hmm. nah, vaccines are safe. I read the science. Oh, mm-hmm. you read the science. Oh, so did you publish any papers? Or do you have any scientific background? Do you know that what you read is is exactly what you think you've read? But mm-hmm. that doesn't matter to people. So I'm not getting the vaccine until I have to. Plus, the people, the CDC and the NIH, have already come out and said that the vaccines do not prevent people who are vaccinated from getting it, and they don't prevent the people who do get it once they're vaccinated to spread it. So what's the right. use of getting it? Now, from what I've read, it said the CDC has says no, it don't stop the vaccinated from getting it, but it it uh, dramatically, dramatically, oh my goodness, dramatically reduces the symptoms that you may you know go through. And my, uh, you know what? And, and thinking of that, Joe, I look at it like this: it's like taking the flu shot. Okay, it's like taking that flu shot. You could take the shot, like you say, it don't mean you won't get the flu, but you know, you may not get it as severely as someone who didn't take it. And then, once again, you have to go back to that individual person's um, 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 makeup, you know, immune system. And, you know, you can get all into scientific, you know, through the blood cells and the capillaries and so forth and so on, which I have no knowledge about. But the bottom line is, it's your choice. Take the shot or don't take the shot. But leave me alone about it. If you want to take it, go to Walgreens, CVS, wherever they're giving it at. Make your appointment. Get your shot. If you don't, okay, go to work. It all works itself out in the end. <laughs> well, yeah, when everybody dies. Huh. Well, if that, is, if that is what happens, then we'll know what it is. Now, the only problem I had with, with this, um, the vaccine, I felt that it was rushed. It didn't have enough research behind it. That's the way I felt. That's the way I still feel. Okay? Which means but, that a person should but, err on the side of caution. Yes, but, you know, if you want to get back to the quote-unquote normalcy of everything, then if I want to continue to do certain activities that I love to do that are going to put me around others, others, you know, that uh, may be at high risk for it, or what have you, or may feel like they don't need to take it, but they've been hanging around people that has had it or, you know, have it and don't know it, you know, I can wear a mask, 
But then again, that mask doesn't really guarantee that I'm going to be safe either. So then I have to make a choice of take the shot and do what I'm doing. Don't take the shot, enjoy what I'm doing, and maybe be a little more fearful. Uh, so once again, it's still I have to make, make right? That's the baby comes into. You're breaking up. But as far as... As far as the validity of the the vaccine itself, any vaccine you take is nothing but a guess. (laughs) You know, and one that's done this this fast, yeah, that's scary in itself. Exactly. You know, and, you know, to make it an emergency type of approval, yeah. But then again, if you don't have, you don't have time to research in the lab, What's the better way of doing it? Research on live subjects and approve it from there. Well, it's always going to be a matter of who you trust and why you trust them. So, again, if you've got whistleblowers who are saying these vaccines are dangerous, I trust them more than people who are made, like Pfizer, who's made $65 billion worth of revenue from these vaccines. Now we get into the nitty-gritty. See? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. 60, yeah. uh, not million, billion. You know what the nitty-gritty is? The what? nitty-gritty the is the contribution to Democratic candidates. That's the nitty-gritty. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes, it is. No, no. Joe no. Biden will be able to go to Pfizer individuals. You know, I'm going to tell you another place where I've seen it. I've seen that in school districts. Wellston School District, Wellston, Missouri, right outside of St. Louis, black school district. I think it had 5,000 students and had a black superintendent, which was part of the Normandy, uh, Normandy, Democratic committee led by Dorothy Moore. She was the president of the Wilson School District. Also, she lived in another town. They gave him over $350,000 a year. He was the highest paid superintendent in the entire state of Missouri. So with 5,000 students, or you got some school district like the city of St. Louis had about 120,000 and the superintendent made nowhere near that amount. Those are kickbacks, man. That's a source for kickbacks to political campaigns from here on out. <laughs> and only Democratic um, politicians get that. That's what you're trying to say. I'm not saying only Democratic politicians get that. I'm saying because you got a Democratic administration that's pushing all these favorable things to happen that would benefit the pharmaceutical, well, you go figure. (sighs) Okay. You know, Pianchi, that's hogwash. That is, that's hogwash. Yeah, the, I mean, the part about the kickbacks, yeah, okay. I'm with you on that. But, you know, just because there's a Democratic um, a Democratic administration, no, no, no. 
Well, no. the favoritism to the pharmaceutical wouldn't go happen under the Republican administration. <laughs> wait, how you figure? Because didn't all this get, wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't all this get kicked off under a Republican administration? No, 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 no. That favoritism to mandates and making people see this is see you're making people get involved with a private company's products. Federal government's <laughs> not supposed to do that. And and okay. also you gotta throw blame on citizens too. Because the words recommend and mandate is not law. Ah, now that's a very good point. Because Judge Napolitano was on the Alex Jones show, and he said the very same thing. Mandates are not orders. Edicts, I mean, are not laws. Edicts are not laws. Everything that's come down the pike so far that has made people take these vaccines, wear the mask, and get beaten if they, uh, if they were noncompliant, that was not law. Since it wasn't law, the people did not have to do what the uh, government wanted them to do. And give me enough, let me give you another case, Eric. Merrick Garland, the U.S. attorney, U.S. attorney. Attorney General. What about him? Attorney what about General. Him? Uh-huh. And he put out a memo for FBI agents to show it showing up at school board meetings where parents was getting pissed off as they tried to hold their elected officials accountable on what their children should be exposed to. And in the case for this example, CRT, critical race theory. Now, his daughter is married to a guy who works for a company called Paramount, and they're in the business of creating and producing this material and selling it to school districts across the country. Oh, baby. Now, wouldn't a issue of qualming the attack, and it really is not an attack, is parents telling their school board that we don't want this. Get rid of it. Well, who stands to benefit? Well, not the parent. Conflict of interest there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I got I got people want to come in, y'all. So let's get it to them. I got people texting me, threatening me. <laughs> <laughs> so let let's get to it. All right, let's see. I'm opening them up, y'all. There's a lot of y'all out here now, so be patient. Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have? What you got for me? Hello, Maze. No, it's not Maze. No, it's not Miss Lady. Okay. Hello, are you there? Okay. We have no answer there. Let's go to the next one. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. You got Mr. Talk. What you got for me? Well, you got Pianchi and Joe there, so I figure I'd give you a one, two, three punch. It's about time. Yeah, yeah. Haven't yeah, talked yeah, to you yeah. in about a month. All right. So. Come on, come on, come on, Sarge. I got others waiting. Come on, talk to me. You, you, oh, you are okay. You, you ready to take this now? You got guts, man. I got to give it to you. Okay. <laughs> now, for the longest time, when I was calling this show, and I'd be telling you about Marxism and Marxism-Leninism and the new Red Guard that was sweeping the country, you kind of ridiculed me or made light of it. Yeah, Sarge, you're just exaggerating. You're carrying on. Well, let me take a look at actuality. I have to make anything up. All I got to do is give you 
Joe Biden's nominee for the Office of Comptroller of the Currency, Saul Amarova. Saleh Amarova. Now, Amarova was born in Kazakhstan when Kazakhstan was part of the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. Okay? Mm -hmm. It was not not Russia or not an independent country like it is now, but it was part of the USSR. Mm -hmm. Now, she went to Moscow University and graduated from there in 1989 when the USSR was still a nation. She went there on a Lenin personal academic scholarship. Her thesis from Moscow State University is entitled Karl Marx's Economic Analysis and the Theory of Revolution in the Capital. Now, this woman is being nominated again for Office of Comptroller of the Currency in the United States. They oversee all the banks in the United States. She has said publicly, publicly now, not behind closed doors, not anybody, you can watch her on video, saying that she thinks all there should be no private accounts in any private bank. All private accounts should be controlled by the Federal Reserve Bank. In addition to that, she says that her object is to bankrupt the fossil fuel industry. Now, I've never heard a government official, actual, proposed, or nominated, ever say it's their business to try to bankrupt any private business in the United States. But this communist... And that's what she is. I know she is. This communist has publicly said that's what she wants to do. And not only that, she is hiding her thesis on Karl Marx's economic analysis and the theory of revolution when a requirement for any nominee, requirement now, not just an option, anything you've ever published publicly, you must provide to the nominating committee of the United States Senate as they consider your nomination. Now, see, sir, this, this regime, this rogue regime, with this tyrant marionette we got in place, that's all he is, a puppet. He's being controlled by shadowy figures from the former Obama regime and others that are newly installed, and they want to transmogrify this country from a constitutional republic into a North American outpost of the greater globalist socialist empire. You better believe it. All right. Thank you, Sarge. Thank you so much for that information. All right, y'all. Go and check out what he said. All right, next. I'm coming to call you next. I ain't got time to sit here and, and discuss at the moment. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who you have? Who do I have here? Uh, this is Steven, and I'm just wondering if you can suck my cock. Like, well, Adam and why again? I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> chicken, so okay. <laughs> Triple One, I mean, welcome to the show. Who do oh, I have here? Wow. Well, it's going to be a classic now. I'm back. How you doing? It's going to be a classic. Okay, wait a minute. What's wait, up? What's huh? You? Nothing, man. What's you happening know? with you? What do you mean, huh? <laughs> What's going on, Mr. Todd? That, I had to catch your voice, man. I hadn't What's heard up, you in so long. Joe, you know who this is? Well, I know. Is that low? No. Low. Wow. No, wow. it's not low. You know he's a white boy. <laughs> boy, I can tell you, boy, come on, Joe. Oh, all facts. Hey, yeah, yeah exactly. it's all facts. You know, we haven't heard from yeah, all facts since exactly. the year. Exactly. How have you been? Exactly. It's going to be a right. classic now. Hey, well, we definitely got the crew back together now. I think I have the yeah. Hey, all facts. What's going on, man? What's up, man? I need to talk to you, but I'm going to respect and get with the topics of the show, Mr. Talk. I'm just going to Well, thank you, sir. Home. I do appreciate that. 
<laughs> and I'm going to stay off the top. Uh, I'm staying on topic. Listen, I'm a non-vaccinated person, and once they declare one day that everyone can take off their mask, all of the people, such as me, who've been attacked by the President of the United States with this propaganda saying, people such as me, we're the reason why people are dying, we're the reason. We should all get together, and we should have an unvaccinated crew party. Because, I mean, this country is crazy. Now, I, I just want to, this is plain and simple. And see, real adults, when you break this down real quick, 90 seconds, when you break this down to a real adult, an adult doesn't want to admit when they're wrong. And when, they're, when they don't want to admit when they're wrong, Mr. Talk, they start getting violent, and they want to be, and, and hate starts to come out. Listen, let's go back with the chicken pox. Second grade, I, had the, uh, I got the chicken pox. Why? Because the girl came to class with the chicken pox. Two weeks later, I had the chicken pox. Cold. I had the scars to prove it right now. They told us as little children, if we already had the chicken pox, we did not have to worry about it, and we could come to school. That's, That's true. Fact. They That's even true. told us in the second grade, stop, watch this, don't lay your head on the desk because of the germs of the chicken pox. And we would show <laughs> each other, hey, I already had the chicken pox. Look at my scars on my forearm. Watch. So they say that if we already had the chicken pox, we didn't have to worry about it. And now they tell us when we had, if we already had the chicken pox, guess what? We still have some evidence because we may have the shingles. One, uh, one out of three people may have the shingles. Now watch this. Now, 20 years later, my children, generation after me, right, generation, right, uh-huh. they get the chicken pox vaccination. Now the reason why I got the chicken pox vaccination is because the chicken pox vaccination has years of study through children like me studying the chicken pox. So watch. But when my children got the chicken pox vaccination, I didn't get the chicken pox vaccination. Why? Because I already got the chicken pox. It would be a dumb move for me to get the chicken pox vaccination. And if I was around anybody, you know, who had a chicken pox, I would be safe. Now watch this. It's the same thing, guys. Oh, by the way, once you, we got the chicken pox vaccination and all of us, you know, because we, I mean, and they gave us the measles, they gave us a whole lot of vaccination. They only gave it to us once, guys. So that's the difference. That's old school, and that science did not change, has it? Now let's move it on to now. This is what everyone should know. The millions, millions of people who tested positive for the coronavirus and you did not die from it, you have something called natural immunity, and it's not a necessity for you to get the vaccination because if, you, if, you, if it's proven that it was in your body and, and, and you beat it, it's equivalent to the vaccination. There is no study of how long natural immunity lasts, but it goes the same thing with the chicken pox. My body already had it. It's beat it. If it comes in contact with it again, which it may, I am not going to get sicker the second time, just like the vaccination. So all of the millions of people who tested positive, you should tell Joe Biden that simple fact. But the people who has been proven never got in contact, always tested positive, yeah, go ahead and take it. Take the vaccination. If you're elderly, take the vaccination. 
But it's not a necessity to do that. That's why that, and now that's the hocus pocus, and I'm done after this, Mr. Talk. I was with the vaccination. But I'm going to say one thing. When they, I changed my mind, when they told me that once I get the vaccination, right, I would still have to wear a mask because since I got it, I called it synthetic vaccination virus in me now, I could go around some people, breathe and cough this vaccination out through my nose passages and my mouth, and someone would get sick. Well, why don't you quarantine people who get vaccinated because they can transmit something that they just got put in them? Just like if someone gets tested positive, they have to quarantine themselves because they can spread something to get somebody sick. It is a contradiction, and I'll tell my children, I'll tell any scientist, anybody in the world, when you point out a contradiction, there is a lie, something there is no truth there. And if you contradict yourself, they're lying to something about us. Now I hear you have to take five shots now. If you never had no vaccination, there's a five-step formula if you don't get Moderna. That is true. Now it's come from one shot, two shots, three shots. Now it's five shots, and God, everyone's still getting hospitalized. So that's all I wanted to say, Mr. Talk. The bottom line is, the conclusion, the main idea, your natural immunity is equivalent in every which way to a vaccination. And let's get back to work. If you tested positive and you, you know, and you, and you haven't died. Other than that, it's money and it's, and it's government control. That's all I got to say. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's it. Uh, and you know what, all the facts? That made a lot of sense. Huh? It was well said. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But it comes back to the original thing I said earlier. If you want to get the shot, get the shot. If you don't, oh, well. You know, even if you think you've got national immunity, if you want to get the shot, get the shot. Well, yep. it's not that simple. It's not that why, simple. Why isn't it? Joe Biden why isn't it? Because, what, because, listen, the reason why is because Joe Biden says people such as me is the reason why people are dying. That's, that, that, that's craziness to put that in any American citizen's mind. Two, when he signs an executive order to say if you are a company that has 1,100, I'm sorry, 100 employees or more, and if you don't mandate your um, employees to get the vaccination, and if you don't pay for their testing, they got to lose their job or you're going to lose government contracts. That's bullying. That's playing with people's money in a capitalist society, and that's killing them. That's dangerous. That's putting hmm. sanctions and bargos on your own citizens when the only thing we're saying is use tip. And it's not tip. It was tip great size when I was going to Baltimore City Public Schools. Now it's sixth grade science about natural immunity. Okay. That's so how about, oh, and, how about and, this? And, and one more other thing. The, the flu shot that I used to get every year, they don't mm. give me the same cocktail every year. You're They're right. convincing everybody to get the same cocktail for a specific virus, which is a COVID-19 virus, and I'm telling the world, it's proven that I've had it. 
I beat it, the same COVID-19, and I don't need a vaccination for that specific virus. I don't. I don't. Okay. You don't. If you feel you don't, you well, yeah, don't. But, that, that's what I'm saying. Right. If you don't feel like you need it, don't. You know, and, and you said something important. People actually did get this so-called, quote-unquote, COVID-19 become, before it became officially a pandemic. You just thought you had a bad case of the flu. But as you say, your body fought through it, and you're good to go. You know, because thinking about, think about back in October, November, November last year, I, I, I know, remember one time I got real sick and I couldn't understand what was going on because I don't get sick, <laughs> you know, not like that. And I was just, you know, lethargic. Yeah, didn't want to bowl, didn't want to do anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then a couple of weeks I was good. You know, so it, you, you're right, all facts. You're right. And and as far as the, the vaccines, I've said this before, I'm going to continue to say it, especially with this flu shot, it's never the same the same um, uh, um, vaccine every, each year. It's a guess because they don't know how and when it's going to mutate or how it's going to mutate the next year. And the same with this virus. You know, people think it's, it's staying the same. No, every virus or whatever eventually mutates, changes over because it becomes uh, accustomed to the, the, the attack from the medicine, quote unquote, and it adjusts, adjusts fire. For those military right. people, you know what I'm talking about. It adjusts fire, and it comes back in a different strain. So, once again, I'm going to say it like this. If you want to take it, take it. If you don't, don't. You know, but don't bother me with it. Now, for those government individuals that have, you know, under the, the umbrella of the government, military, and all that good stuff that are being forced to take it, I guess you've got a business decision to make. It's just that simple. You have a business decision to make. Either you take it or you don't. But you have the choice, and you must go suffer the consequences. That's, that's the bottom line. It's part of that liberty, freedom thing we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago. You know, you have the freedom and the liberty to do it. They say, no, I'm not taking it. I don't care what you say. But the consequences are there if you don't. Now, in that instance, yeah, I'm, I'm with you that you shouldn't force anybody to, you know, make a major decision on their, their lifeline or, or, or their financial status like that. However, that's where we are with it right now. Until the courts decide whether, you know, it, it, it can be done or it cannot be, you can be forced or cannot be forced to do yeah. it. You, you got to go through what? You got to make that business decision. You know, it's like a football player or a pro athlete, you know, they... They, some of them had to make some um, business decisions as well. So it's freedom. It, it, it's what we call freedom today. <laughs> you still have the, the thing to um, uh, um, you have you have the freedom to make 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 that decision. You know, now personally myself, as I said, you know, I had a decision to make. If I want to continue to bowling, doing tournaments, whatever, I had to make a decision. I don't have, I didn't have to get the shot. Okay, I could have got the shot. Either way, I got to wear my mask. You know, depending on where I go and bowl at, I still have to put that mask on. You know, but that's the decision that I have to make. That's my business decision. You know, and it's just that simple. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's just that simple. But uh, 
But see, you, you know what, though? And, and, and you I know what? Um, all facts. You know what all facts. Right. And the, the rest of the people listening. See, here's where the rubber hits the road. We make our own decisions, right? But what happens is we let the politicians and the media and all that get involved. And then everything gets hyped up, and then that divisive line is drawn. You know, well, this group is doing this, and this group is doing that, and one of the groups has to be wrong. Well, the other group say, no, we right. You wrong. But wait a minute. Nobody well, has sat down and sat down together and tried to figure this thing out because that is not in the best interest of what the government wants you to do. It's simple. If you sit down and have a conversation with people, you you find out that your worries are your your concerns are the same. They are your concerns are the same, but you have let others uh, uh, lead you down this this one lane highway that you know this is right, this is right. You go down this lane, this is wrong. But no, you know now that's a violation of the, our liberties and freedoms. But yet you still have the 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 the, the option of choosing which way you want to go. Isn't right. this an amazing country, an amazing way to, to, to do things? Mr. Talk, can I ask you a question? You can ask me anything you want. Go ahead. Huh? Right. You said about the, the choices. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think the environment comes first before the choices. Cause what environment? say people... Is, well, in any environment, we always say it's, the, it's about the choices that you specifically make that dictate your life. You control your choices, and if you control your choices, that's going to be the outcome. You are the only dictator. You dictate how it should go. Well, only thing okay. I'm saying is I, I, it's a little bit question, and it goes to Pat about the government. The, it, it's the environment. The government dictates the environment. The environment mm. comes first. And then the choices are within that environment. Mm. So the person who makes it, so the because the government, this is the balance. We uh, we choose our leaders. When the leaders get into office, the deal is they dictate and rule us. I'm sorry, that's how it is. If you say no, the government doesn't. Okay, well that means if you break the law, you're going to go ahead and fight the police and shoot it out with them. If you just have that attitude. <laughs> Because the government says right. that the, the deal is, is we as a group of people that live in this geographical location, the rule is if you break the law, you don't follow the law, people can come with guns to either lock you up or put a bullet in your head. That's what it comes down to. That's a fact. So the government, if you notice or not, look in your life, the government is supposed to be in any aspect of your life. Because it controls the whole concept. It controls your whole environment. It controls people from killing each other. So, and that is because it's set up like that. It's a constitution. So it's with grain in us. Right? Well, watch this. The government controls you, and they dictate that, right? But you can also control the leaders by voting them in and voting them out. That's yeah, we've the problem been that we have. Yeah, I was, but, I was but about to say, we've been trying that for some years, and those seem to be working. But well, I can tell you why it's not but, working. Yeah, well, they control our lives 
more than we think, and we have to realize that we can control, take them back to power and control them. When it comes to control, coronavirus, uh, 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 people need to push back, and people are pushing back when in September millions of people just quit. Old folks that probably had uh, about five years left to retire, they just dropped out early and just took their pension and said, well, they're thinking the world is going crazy. Because people, <laughs> the government, played, played games in politics with the coronavirus. Everything was going good. Donald Trump took care of everybody in the United States for four months. But when some people said the businesses need to open up, and then some people say, well, the businesses don't need to open up, y'all going to kill these old people and we should stay at home, that's where the controversy started in America. That's how the mismanagement started. Because if hmm. you notice, the first four months in April, when Donald Trump passed, it said, well, everybody's going to get paid. I'm going to pay y'all rent. I'm going I'm to I'm give y'all federal money. Plus, you're going to get your state unemployment. Don't you know Donald Trump gave everybody $12,000 within that 120-day period? $12,000 he gave everybody on top of their Wait, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I got to stop you there. Did you, did you say Donald Trump did it? Donald Trump did that. But the way he messed yeah, up was I know. people started getting in his ear saying, you know what? Well, we don't need to stay home because he took it. Matter of fact, he bailed out the businesses. He gave them money. So he took care of everybody. And we as Americans should have just settled down, hunkered in, and try to quarantine ourselves, and everybody would have been, because that's what he did it for. But when that, that in the middle of that, people start Hold having up. a controversy wait a about whether we should have opened. That's when it became political. Wait a minute. That's when it became political. Wait a minute. And that's why we're now. That's why Joe now, Biden, I, everybody, you know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, facts, hold on, on facts. I mean, I know you, you be bringing it, brother. You be bringing it, but I gotta stop you there for a hot minute. You know, he paid everybody, huh? He paid everybody. You know who really got paid out of that deal? A lot of Congress members. They applied for those PPP loans and were approved before the lowest man, the the small businesses. That's who had got a lot of that money. Believe it or not, there was a lot of small businesses that applied that couldn't get it because there was no more left. Because the quote-unquote big business and corporations, the ones who applied and were given the money by their, their cronies up in, in the political spectrum we call Congress. And a lot of the Congress members who got business on the side, they got a lot of the money. So when you say Donald Trump gave, no, Donald Trump didn't do jack. And if honestly you really want to look at it, and I know I'm not bashing Donald Trump, but I'm just going to tell you like it is. If he would have acted quicker than he did, it may not have gotten to the point where it had to shut down like that. You know, but here's the, here's the solution. Do like Australia doing right now. Everybody that's not vaccinated, they're quarantining them in a spot somewhere. And, and until they, you know, whatever they do. And for those that's quarantined, I mean, uh, vaccinated, you know, do what you do. And then we don't, we don't have well, that issue anymore. Germany. That's huh? not in Germany. 
Okay, and, and then. See, see, that's so what? What do you want? What? 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 Which okay. do you want? Nazi Germany concentration camps, or do but, you want to just but, be able to be given the choice with outside if you work for the government or military, no, no, no. whether or not you want to take the shot? Which one do you well, want? No, no. No, 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 no. They should use. You know, and, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Right. Once the U.S. citizen realized that the United States government uses fear mongering and fear to control them, and look beyond that nonsense, we gonna continue to go through stuff like this. We are. I I I really don't see how you gonna get beyond that if we, the citizens of this country, stop falling for the okie doke. And that's all it is, is okie doke. Well, now, while we, here, while we here discussing this aspect of it, those that have um, investments in Pfizer and Moderna and all them, they're getting filthy rich. Isn't that capitalism? There's a man. There's a demand for it now. So let's keep pumping, 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 say, you got to get it, you got to get it, you got to get it. And eventually people are like, okay, I'm going to get it. You know? It's well, see, fear. What I just said, right, but see, what I just said, people think I talk to Fox News about natural immunity. No, this is not Fox News. This is 10th grade biology. This, yeah. this is what they said about natural <laughs> immunity. That's all it is, Mr. Talk. And, it, and it's not well, what, what, let, let me go back to what you were saying. You were talking well, about wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. You, you do know as an adult it's no longer called chicken pox. It's called um, shingles. Yeah, that's the new name for it, shingles. Well, once you well, get older, no, no, once no. you get older and get what the right. symptoms of the, the chicken pot is now called shingles. See, it mutates no, no, into listen. something totally different. It's shingles then. Right. Well, Isn't that crazy? Listen, listen, listen Mr. Talk. <laughs> right, but, yeah, but, but, Mr. Talk, if you, look, if you look at the commercial, right, about uh-huh. the, the medication they have for it, right, they yeah. said if you already had the chicken pot, one out of three people in the future when they get older will get the shingles. So the yeah. shingles is not so, right, right. But but you had to get had the chicken pox first. But let's go back to Donald Trump real quick. I'm not bashing I'm I'm doing American history in chronological order. Well Donald unless Trump, you're doing yes, you're right. uh, unless you're doing but, real but you American real American history in real chronological order, you you're not. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so let's go real quick. What, what did I say about Donald Trump? He's the first president that shut the country down, right? And he, he passed $600 per week. That's $2,400 per month for four months. Add that up. Plus, people, that, that's from the federal government. If you were out of your job, $600 per week, that's four weeks in a month, that's $2,400 per month times four. He gave damn near every American did that. And he paid your he, he set off your rent. Then he also said, on top of that, you got uh, three-fourths of your pay from your state um, unemployment. That's a fact. Then he signed the bill. You're right. He took over the, uh, the PP uh, loans. The businesses got it. But they renewed, and then they did finally take care of some of the small businesses. That's what I okay. that's in chronological also in chronological order. Donald Trump signed an executive order to free up the red line tape that the pharmaceutical companies had to deal with when developing a vaccination. 
So without him freeing that up, we would not have the vaccination on the federal level in this timely manner because he was the president that dealt with it. So hold up. Well, okay, saying, okay, so, so no, wait a minute, you hold up for a minute. So if we, okay. wait a minute, hold on. If we have, if we have a vaccine in our timely muscle, why is there so much uh, refusal to take it then? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> if it was in the timely matter, why, why, why is they refusing to take it? If that's what they wanted, and that's who their president, who claimed that was their president, that's what he did, and it was raw, raw, why are they refusing to take it then? Okay, but that doesn't correlate because just because he freed it up, that doesn't mean people have to think it's safe. I'm just saying he freed it up so they can make up up with something. That's all I'm saying, Mr. Talk. Ah, okay. But having all right. said that, but listen, he did all those good things. I give him the applause. But what he did was crazy. Within those four months that he shut things down to quarantine everybody, within that he played politics. By within the middle, which was an oxymoron, you pay everybody's rent, you give everybody money, but then in the middle, you say, well, businesses, everybody should go back to work and go back to work and go back to work in the middle of the four months. In the middle. That's dumb. That's when I <laughs> listen to me closely. That's when he made it political. That's when the Democrats said, well, we've got to save old people. Stop worrying about businesses. Well, they were kind of right by then. Let's get a vaccination. Now, the Democrat is overwhelmingly trying to politicize the vaccinations and saying, don't listen to those Republicans. Don't listen to those Republicans. Everybody got to get vaccinated in order to, for us to come back, which I thought 70% was going to be it. Well, well that's what they, um, that's what they drummed yeah, up. They yeah, they want 100%. Yeah. You know, here's, here's the thing, and... I, I, I say it like this. You're going to have certain individuals, a certain amount, that's going to get the vaccination, right? Then you're going to have a certain amount that's going to be walking around not vaccinated. So what you're going to have is eventually, without making it big news or, uh, or circulating a flyer about it, is herd immunity. You know, it's going to pass, pass through, through to you. Most people aren't going to become immune to it. To where when they get it, it's so mild, you know, they think they just have a cold. Which now, which is interesting because when it first came out, that was one of the first suggestions. You know, let it go on and work on through, and then everybody build. We build herd immunity, okay, and then we'll be okay. But there was so much pushback on that theory to okay, let's get a vaccine. Let's get a vaccine done within two or three months. Let's hurry up. Let's hurry up. Okay, then Pfizer comes out. Hey, we got a vaccine. We tested a little bit, and it has. Disinfectivity rate, okay, that's good. Let's rush it on through. Hey, don't you, you know, and then behind closed doors, you know, the CEO calling, you know, one of his little cronies, lobbyists on law, uh, in Congress, say, look, we got this vaccine, you know, we're we going to say it's 70% good, but really it's about 30%, but it's going to help us raise, you know, get the dividends up in the company. So make sure that when it comes through, y'all go ahead and pass it, and we all be good. And and the citizens won't know any, any any better than that. We just continue to push it. Okay, that sounds good to me. Now, so all of a sudden we have this vaccine popping up out of nowhere. And then once uh, uh, um, Pfizer, then Johnson & Johnson, then Moderna, and then all these companies, I, I read a couple of months ago the way they're supposedly coming out with a pill now for it. So what is, the, <laughs> is it really about 
helping the citizens uh, live live through this thing or making somebody else's bank account bigger? You know, but they're not going to mention that backside of it because they want you to feel that if you don't get the vaccination or you do get the vaccination, you still may catch it and you still may die and a gruesome, horrible death and so forth and so on. And, oh, my God, we got to do something. Now, when they shut down this, they shut down this country for those two or three months, you know, that's, that's what you can call a, a reset, basically. The Texas Assistant Attorney General, I mean, Lieutenant General Dan Patrick, that idiot, he said, well, I don't think um, the elderly would mind dying if it means their grandchildren will live longer. What kind of con? I mean, really, that should tell you all they needed to tell you then. You know, it's not, it's not about uh, making anybody better or whatever. Personally, my thought process is it was something that's permanently done to do a reset and, and um, what they call it, um, Y'all know what I'm talking about. We talk about it all the time on here. Um, <laughs> um, population control. Hey, we can't get it one way. Because if y'all notice, every so many years we come out with this horrible thing, and it gets real bad, and a lot of people die, and then it's like go, Ebola. Y'all remember Ebola? Yeah. What happened to Ebola? It didn't spread bad enough in the United States. They let you tell it. But, of course, then, again, you've got jets landing in private airports and the nurses that's on the, on the flight with a contagious passenger with Ebola, she getting out in regular clothes. But everybody else getting out in, in outfits and in suits and things, you know, chemical, you know, suits to keep you from catching the disease. So what is the real truth? We would never know that. We never know what the real truth is. However, what we do have is the ability to think of our own if you just get out of Fox News, CNN, and all that, and just think logically on what's going on, it comes down to choice. Either you will or you won't. And I'm fine with either decision because it's yours. It's yours. So we can sit here and we can debate this, and we can say this was right, this was wrong, but whatever we decide, the bottom line comes down to one thing. It's your choice. And that's it. Now, all facts would say, well, Mr. Talk, yeah, you're right, it's a choice, but it's, it's your, our choice within the system. Well, it's still your choice, though. Am I right, all facts? Okay, did I lose him? <laughs> did I lose anybody? Everybody, anybody still there? Hmm, Interesting. All right, so that's where we are. That's where we are. Can anybody hear me? I guess it's not. Okay. All right. Let's back. I'm standing in my chat room with all this typing, and I can't read that fast today. So, Sarge, go ahead. I know you got a lot to say, and please, Sarge. I, I got a lot. I got a lot to say. Right. Uh, the COVID response may have been initially legit, but subsequently the globalists saw it as a perfect opportunity to seize power. They are using it as an attempt to remake everything. They said so. They said it in Davos. This thing with COVID is our opportunity. 
to change the way things have been into what we think it ought to be. If you paid attention to Klaus Schwab and Prince Henry, Harry, and all them other jerks like John Kerry went down there, they are telling you. And in the meantime, we've got an 18-year-old kid who's just being used by the left as a modern-day Manuel Goldstein to turn your three-minute hate on for daring, having the nerve to defend himself lawfully with deadly force against the lumpen proletariat that these leftists are determined to submerge stop, us Stop, in. stop, Sarge, stop, Sarge. They don't even want to see, minute, Stop, Sarge, stop, stop, Sarge. You know, you know what I'm, I'm tired of hearing right now? I'm tired of hearing the leftist this and the right this. I'm tired of hearing that. Well, that's the problem. No, no, no. We, see, that's the problem. You think we have to get used to it. We don't. We can change that. For long as we can dur- uh, regurgitate that nonsense left and right and this and that, stop? we can stop them. Put the ones in. See, Wait a minute. How that's do the we thing. change it when they are relentless? I mean, I we can be relentless as well. Will. We can be relentless. You, you know what? Here it is. Here it is, Sarge. Here it is. The only Sarge. will they have, Mr. Talk, is to power. Exactly. Right. But, see, their power is what we give them. See, and how do they contain, <laughs> how do they control? Wait, Sarge, Sarge, listen now. How do they control the power? By keeping us divided and thinking we have to be on one side or the other. And that's not the case. Let me give you some real-life examples from just a couple of weeks ago, okay? A few months ago. I mean, I don't have to make anything up here or speculate. I heard up, up, Sarge. I got somebody somebody else want to talk. Do it real quick. President of the United States has abrogated unto himself authority that the Constitution of the United States has not given. He allowed one of his bureaucrats in the CDC to nationalize the real estate industry in the United States. I mean, I'm not making that up. She literally did it. Then they defied two Supreme Court orders to not do it. Then they went further to issue a COVID mandate. Again, no authority whatsoever in the Constitution. This has nothing to do with disagreements. This has to do with tyranny. And they are doing it in everything big and small, Wherever you look, there's no reasoning with people who believe in tyranny. Okay. Thank you, Sarge. Go ahead, Joe. Joe, are you there? I heard you earlier. I don't know. Did Joe go to sleep on me? <laughs> Joe, Eric. Hey, Joe been doing that for Eric. eight, ten years. Yeah. He's got a point. Yep, Here's huh? the difference between the two. Here's the difference between the two. On between one simple issue, what you call Republicans and Democrats and everybody. Let me give you one oh. simple thing. Uh-huh. And that's school choice with vouchers. Democrats are totally against it, and conservatives want it for their chair. Mmm. Mmm. Well, then. And it's just that cut and dry, huh? Well, and go to school. Uh, I don't, I, I, you know what? Hey, all I, fans, I, how you doing, man? I, I really don't. Up, I, I really don't believe that. 
What I do believe, though, is that um, as long as we have this, this party system where everybody can identify on one side or the other, it, of course they're going to, I mean, let's think. The Republican Party, last four or five years, well, last four years anyway, when Trump was in office, was basically bullied into doing what he wanted them to do. The Democrats now, they're trying to get even with the Republicans for what Trump did, compared to the Republicans trying to get even with Biden because of what Obama did, and so forth and so on. And we go back and forth. How about we'll this? See what you, Wait a minute. How about this? Let's eliminate all the parties complete. Let's go on what you do. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do, get your butt out of office. How about that? But no. All right, that I agree with that. Sense. But see, what you're looking at, what you're looking at is individuals. I'm looking at a party platform. Yes, we know we got some ratchet individuals in both parties. That's my point. But I'm talking about the party platform. The platform of the party is for for parents to be able to put their children where they want to, and the money uh-huh. follows the child. Democrats okay. don't want that. Okay. And some Republicans don't want it. See, see, yeah, but it's, well, it's, 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 see, once again, it's see, once again, Bianca, listen to what you're saying. Once again, you're saying one side don't want it, but the other side does. That's a generalization, don't the you think? The ones that fight against it, the ones that fight against it, the Democrats. But look at uh-huh. all facts. And, and facts. the ones, the look ones, okay. So let's say if you're not a Democrat and you fight it and you fight against it, then you're a rhino, Republican in name only, right? That's what Trump started no, calling. What I'm it. saying is, what I'm saying is, all my oppositions have been from Democrats. But look at Mr. Uh-huh. Allfax. He was an individual that seen a need to better his skills and his own personal development. He did it. He's an example of what you can do in this great country. I commemorate <laughs> all facts. Okay. All right. I ain't got no problem with all facts. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I ain't got no problem with that. In that case, let's get more all facts and take the Democrat and Republican symbols away from around these people's names and, and judge them on what they do, not what kind of party they're associated well, with. How about that? Or is that well, too much yeah. to this is a bipartisan? Well, can I say something? Well, Sometimes yeah. you have to blame the black African-American community. But listen to this. This is for this example. Bipartisan infrastructure bill was passed. Joe Biden comes to Baltimore last Thursday. No, last Friday. He tells, no, and it was Thursday. He tells everybody that on the port of Baltimore, tell them Baltimore, blue collar jobs. Now, I'm not a male chauvinist. I'm not uh, hyper over at masculinity, but blue collar jobs, you picture men. That's what you picture. Mostly men, and it should be, right? And he said it's going to be about $45 an hour jobs, 45 to $50 an hour jobs. And 90% of them, you're not going to need, uh, you're only going to need a high school diploma. And 75% of the jobs, you're not going to need a college degree. Where is the line in the infrastructure bill to ensure black African-American males get a certain percentage of those jobs? Not one. (laughs) No, 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 black women, the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, who always says black men need to be employed to get over immigration. The Hispanic men, for the most part, they're already in those infrastructure buildings. If black males don't get on this, if we don't get some of this money after that, 
a lot of other men are going to be wealthy. They're going to have middle-class life homes, uh, uh, lifestyles. And since they built that infrastructure, they're going to make money maintaining the infrastructure that they built. But where is the line to ensure black African-American males get those jobs? Because if you write a line and says a certain percentage goes to black African-American males, colleges and universities will automatically get that faculty together and say we must make a curriculum for these classes and then you can say, blackmail, there's no excuse. The federal government just pass you and say you can get some good paying middle-class jobs. But no one is insuring that, but they insure for other people. Minorities is blurred. What I said is not racist when you have other groups of people on the federal level got bills specifically for them. Black African-American males talk about money, 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 but they talking about it another way. $45 an hour job for a person, Joe Biden said, for a person who doesn't have a college degree, for the most part, and have a high school diploma, they need to be, they're not going to do a whole lot of stuff. I'm not going to do certain things if I'm making $45 an hour. <laughs> I'm going to say I don't have no time for that because the money looks good every week or every two weeks. Uh-huh. Where's the bill? Nothing. It's all black. Well, so well, you know why that's why I say the government changes our lives. And I'm going to say this. Government is underrated, and the schoolhouse by P. Honky, it's underrated in our lives because they're a very important part, and they control our lives, and they control how we operate in this society. That schoolhouse is very important because it gets well, your mind. It shapes the child's mind. But I'm done. Okay. You know what, though? Uh, you made a lot of sense today, all facts. You did. And here's here's the thing. You know, our so-called representatives, you know, they, they talk one good thing in front of the cameras. You know, community representatives now. They talk real good in front of the cameras. But behind the camera, they have no juice, man. They have no juice. And when, it's, when, something, is, when something is presented on behalf of the, quote-unquote, African-American community, next thing you know, you have other quote-unquote, minorities jumping aboard, and then it's a big rainbow type of thing, as they like to say. So until we, as a people, hold our representatives' feet to the fire and make them do something, they're just in the big old mountain park with everybody else. They get what they get. You know, if they, hey, other than that, as long as they get theirs, they're going to get paid, right? Your children go to the best schools, right? Yeah, because they have the money. And the ones that um, speak out against it, either they silence, they censor, or they find some way to get them out of office, whether they, they, you know, get caught up in the hotel room with another man or woman or whatever, you know, and, and that's the way it works. It is. Uh, Mr. Tong. Mr. Yes. Tom, yes, look, sir. Sir, we've got, we, look, let's, 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 let's not talk in hypotheticals. Let's just stop for a minute. I'm not talking. I'm talking well, fact right you know, about now. I'm not talking in hypothetical. Look around us and see what's happening right now. Right now, we are looking at five, six, seven dollars a gallon for gas. Right now, we are looking at massive supply chain okay. shortages. Okay, stop before you right go there. Right now, stop. we are looking stop. at a shortage stop. of eighty thousand so, so that is that. Wait a minute. Hold on. Stop. Right stop. And this, wait a minute. Stop. This so is that, a direct result of the power. You know what? I'm not hearing that bull crap right now. 
See, because I already know where he's going with it. Next thing he's going to say is, well, that is the, the, the result of the Biden administration and his bad decisions. <sighs> now, let me go on to clear this thing up, especially about this inflation that's hitting right now. This is inflation didn't get started when Joe Biden took office. Okay? It didn't get started when Trump took office. Experts have been warning that inflation was going to hit a high eventually from the Obama administration. I'm just going to say it. And the decisions that have been made by Congress and, and these administrations up until now is what, is what has caused this inflation. Okay? Not to mention you have all them ships with uh, cargo sitting on the, the docks in California and Florida and all these other places. Okay? Let, let's go and be real. We're not to mention that they did shut the country down for so many months last year, and they well last year, early this year, whenever it was, and they decided, oh, when they open up, everything is gonna go back to normal. No, because you don't have the supply anymore, okay? And the demand is greater because everybody's coming out and getting back to driving and working, doing because there's not many at-home jobs anymore. People are required to come into the office. People are taking vacations. People are going on cruises. People are flying. So, yes, inflation is going to rise. But quit, stop blaming it on one, one group of people when this is a culmination of what has happened over years. God dang it. It's that oh, simple. Eric, Eric, come on now. What? Look For at real. unemployment. Black unemployment, uh, and oh, this is go. not here me saying this. Wait a minute. You know this what? This is not me Kate, saying this. And you know what? This Wait a minute, Pierre. You know unemployment, you never say. get the true unemployment um, numbers. We never get the true unemployment numbers. Never. Let me say what I got to say. I don't Whatever have to. it is, <laughs> Clyburn said that, said that more blacks was employed during slavery. And now the black unemployment rate is hovering back up close to nine, ten percent. Mm. Come on. Mm. Look what he did but to the, the historical black labor, colleges and universities. Participation rate. Have you not seen the labor force participation rate? People are not participating in the labor force because governmental policy has been paying them to stay at home. Coupled with the fact that the government is printing money like 90 going north, nothing contributes more to inflation than the government okay. printing money as though it is simply meaningless paper, which okay, it turns so, out to be. So when did that start, Sarge? When did that start, people being paid to, to go home, to stay home? It started using this COVID as an excuse. It has gone uh-huh. in a hyperdrive now with the Biden administration. So it uh-huh. started under Trump, but not like this. It's on steroids <laughs> right now, and they want to okay. go nothing further. They just passed one and a half billion trillion they got. They're going to print. Now they want another two and a half trillion, which they ain't got, and they're going to print. And then they're going to do quantitative easing. Nothing contributes more to hyperinflation than that. Too much money. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Too few services and too few goods. So all this has happened under this administration. I just said it started with Trump using COVID as an excuse. Well, but what I'm they saying is, you know what, though? The system so they can do the Great Reset. Okay. 
All right. I think it started beyond Trump um, administration, but okay. I understand what you're saying. They use COVID to get really ramped up. Gotcha. Okay. I, I, I ain't, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay. I think it goes back further though. I'm just adding on. <laughs> All right, y'all. We got nine minutes. I got to get out of here today on time, unfortunately, because this is. Been- Fun. Right, so anyway, we're going to give you some last words. And since Sarge, you was in here last, you get to go first. Come on, talk to me. All last right, well, words. again, like I said, I think we are witnessing a moment of crisis that we haven't seen since the middle of the 19th century. I think we got evil, I mean evil, I'm saying evil forces that are determined to fundamentally transform this country away from a constitutional republic into a North American outpost of the great globalist socialist empire. That's why I believe absolutely, I believe all of these attacks are all of a piece designed to make a whole, and that whole will be world governance. And there's no doubt about it if you look at what these people who are the elites in this world are telling us out loud they're not trying to even hide it anymore in any meaningful way. Okay. Thank you, Sarge. You know, Sarge always gives us a very astute uh, point of view on everything that's going on. Hey, at least he gives you something to go and research, right? <laughs> As always, a pleasure, Sarge. Appreciate you. All right, come on off, man. I ain't heard you in a while, so I know you got some good stuff going out. Well, yeah, man. It's been a wonderful time for, uh, time with you again with you talk. We used to talk. Boy, we used to talk every day for a while. My goodness, for years, a couple of years. Um, this is the first show I talked on social media, so it's always a pleasure, Mr. Talk. Um, I'm having a show Thursday on BTR at 9 o'clock. Um, y'all can come and check me out. Black African American Dialogue. Um, this is something we'll chop it up. Um, we're going to be talking about the infrastructure bill. I'll try to have a guest, Monica. She deals with that and try to see... Uh, they just passed that infrastructure bill and see how black African-American people, despite them not putting a line uh, to ensure us, how can uh, we get some checks from that money coming into your account, whether you're a subcontractor or a contractor. Most of them going to be subcontractors. Uh, but how are you going to get some of that money? How are we going to make sure that our nephews, our sons, Okay, our brothers, our cousins, males, and our family get some of this money to help secure their family. They got to go to school, get skills or what have you, get a trade. I don't know. The Port of Baltimore, Joe Biden came there. They need to hire a lot of black African-American males like Bethlehem Steel is back here. Bethlehem Steel made good, 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 good people. A lot of good, good, good money over the years. But it should have been more black African-American males working at Bethlehem Steel in this society. I'm just saying. It's, I, that's just my opinion. But, yeah, Mr. Talk, um, we, we need to do that. And I agree with Mr. Talk is, Mr. Talk is saying, stop, because they're hung up. The forefathers said it's a good idea to have a two-party system to keep confusion down because you don't have a lot of factions in your society, and it'll be everything confusing. I understand where Sarge is coming to, but Mr. Talk, and I think we're coming from, is, look, get out of those lines. I am divorced from the Democratic Party 
the Republican Party, even the uh, uh, what's the word like the uh, Independent Party. I'm unaffiliated. I'm part of no party, but I still keep my values. And guess what? Even though I can't vote in some type of primaries in a general election, which I is can, wrong. Yeah, I know they uh, should change. There's a wrong. They should yeah. change that. But they should change that, and we have an argument for that because everyone should be in the game. But I've divorced myself so when they, the black African-American people, just don't change your politics, just divorce from both parties, come unaffiliated, they're going to say, oh, my goodness, what are these people uh, uh, are doing? They can't even poll you in their polls anymore. Because you're not a part of that party, so they're going to have to come to you and say, we want your vote, so what do you want? Because if you're already registered for them, they're going to calculate that you're already in their pocket, and they're not going to do nothing, even the Republican Party. Because none of them, none of them, Republicans, you don't want to enforce affirmative action, and these private companies would help hurt black African-American males, government policies, and private businesses, Republican black males, that hiring and practices for our grandfathers and historically in this country, and your party don't want to fight that. So don't tell me to come on y'all block because we need insurance. It's not what you know all the time. College professors will tell their students, it's not what I teach you now. It's also what the people do know. It's who you also know to, will get you successful in life. Y'all know that. Y'all better tell y'all children that would bring good networks. Someone can know the same thing. When you go on an interview, they like you. But I'm going to fall back, Mr. Talk. Um, it's been wonderful. I understand what you're saying. Let's get off the party system. Let's look at the acts of what they're doing. Both of them are playing games, and the citizens should be checking them because we vote them in, and they become the leaders and powers. And those policies... Like Hillary Clinton says, when that when they sign that law, it will trickle down because if someone doesn't follow that law, someone has the power, the authority to come with a gun to lock you up or put a bullet in your head. Those laws are very serious. So it starts with the government policy. Thank you, Mr. Tar. Wonderful guys. I talk to you later. Good show. All right, thanks, Alfred. I know I was long winded. And Joe, oh, wake no problem. Hey, you you hear him too, huh? Ten years. <laughs> All right. Come on, P. Yankee. This Joe Sleep, you got last word. Well, see, <clears throat> there is a difference between parties. And one can merely look like that. Now, granted, if you down flat on your back, you poor. There's some things that Democrats put forth that's good for helping you to stand on your feet. But. To take it to the next level where you can tell them, I don't need you anymore, what you should do, they don't want that. They put obstacles in the way to stop. You look at all the new business startup and restartup that came under Donald Trump from aluminum plants, three in Kentucky. You had steel plants. You had reopening of all chemical engineering job on pipelines, and not only the extraction of oil, but also the downstream businesses that derive their products from oil, their abilities for 
to do business from all. We can't do away with that under some false pretension. So, no, Joe Biden is terrible. Look at he He's going to have to raise taxes to pay for all this stuff. Donald Trump lowered business taxes down to 15%. They started house where he raised them up to about 21. Your personal income tax, 21%. It's best for you, Eric, to keep your money in your pocket. Hey, that's all I got to say. All right. Thank you. Ah, that made a little bit of sense, too. Yeah, I love keeping my money in my pocket. But if I'm paying more, but if I'm paying more than 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 uh, 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 than the rich folk in taxes, then hey, something's not right. But anyway, hey, thank y'all for hanging out with me. We got a little time left. Um, I want to thank everybody for hanging out. Great show today, guys, and um, hope to see y'all back here next Monday. Just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, give with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, baby. You can laugh at yourself. Everything else is just groovy. All right, till next Monday, man. Y'all have a great week, and keep safe. I'm out. Nothing but melodies on my mind. Searching for a vibe. Guess who rings my line? If it was anyone else but you, I would let it ring all day. You are the only one who can call me this way I get that feeling when she calls me My baby just called me I get that feeling when she calls me My baby just called me There is something in you that calls out to something in me
and Instagram. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.